The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and week 13 of our Scorching Six picks. Got uh, six uh, playoff implication type matchups on this week's slate. And uh, on the line from Pasadena, California, we have Akshay. What's going on, Akshay? How's it going? What's up, Vitron? Uh, it's going pretty well, my friend, you know. It's Friday after a long week of work, you know. I can't complain, bro. It's uh, Friday is always good days. Yeah, uh, I concur. And uh, we got six exciting games, like I said, and let's get into the first matchup. Uh, we got an NFC uh, battle, two uh, playoff-bound teams. We got the Minnesota Vikings uh, on the road traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. And we got the home team Falcons minus three in this one. What do you think? This one, bro, it's kind of – I think this is going to be a high-scoring ball game. You know, I know Minnesota's playing well. Uh, Atlanta's at home. Atlanta's been playing well, too. They get back Deontay Freeman um, in this game. You know, so I think is they can... Uh, and they're playing at home where they play well at, you know. I know Minnesota's defense is, is, is really... It's a really good defense, you know. I mean, it's one of the top defenses, if not the top defense in the league. Uh, but I, I know I, I have to go with the home field advantage here. I know they have... Um, Minnesota's been on a tier lately, but I, I think the Falcons really need to get this game. You know, I think it's going to be high scoring, but I do see the Falcons winning by uh, by at least a touchdown. So I would say uh, I'm going with the home team here, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, Atlanta, after kind of a sluggish couple weeks on offense, uh, has looked to kind of, uh, kind of get back rolling and then... Uh, like you said, uh, they're getting back uh, Devonta Freeman uh, this week, oh, and Devonta Freeman, my bad. Yeah, and uh, he he makes them more dynamic, and uh, him going along with Tevin Coleman, it gives them a good one-two punch in the running game, and then obviously Julio Jones, one of the better receivers in the league, and then uh, Matt Ryan always plays better in a dome type environment at home uh, compared to on the road. So uh, all those uh, things go in the. Uh, to the advantage of Atlanta, and I, th- I just think Atlanta is fighting for its playoff life uh, right now. The Vikings kind of in a good, comfortable position that, and probably going to win the NFC North. So, not much to fight for at this particular junction in the se- juncture in the season. So, Atlanta is the more desperate team, and I think they're at home. So, uh, all signs point to Atlanta, and I'm going to agree with you 100%. Swallow the three points, take Atlanta. I'm going to go. Uh, 38-34 to 34 in this one, Atlanta wins and covers the minus right. three. So All with right. that, we'll move on to the second game. This week's uh, Scorching Six. we got the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the Meadowlands to take on the New York Jets and laying three and a half points on the road. What do you think? You know, this one, bro, you know, <laughs> I know Chiefs have been sort of... Uh, Slumping lately for the last couple of games, Alex Smith. Is- what the fuck happened to the Chiefs? Alex Smith was the MVP of the league a, a month ago. 
I don't know what happened, bro. It's just I think they're. Uh, I don't know what happened. I, I I think he's he's losing his. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think he's losing his mojo or something, dude. Something's happening, or maybe the backup quarterback who they picked to they're grooming for the future. I don't I don't recall his name. Maybe there's something going on there where Alex Smith is sort of being pressurized by that, you know. But the Chiefs were on a roll, bro. I mean, I have to admit. I mean, you have like Terry Kill. You know, you have um, uh, Kareem Hunt. You know, you have um, um, what's their their tight end? I forget. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe I forget Kelsey? his name. Kelsey. Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yes. You know, and, and you have a good offensive line, and you have a good defense. You know, I mean, you have Marcus Peters. It's like, what are you doing? You know, the, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's like sort of, uh, have you gone to sleep or, I mean. I mean, what's the deal here? You know, there's, there's got to be something going on. But uh, I think this is the week they're going to sort of um, uh, come back to life here. You know, I mean, the Jets are the Jets, I have to say. You know, the Jets are mm-hmm. a subpar team. You know, I mean, they can score, no doubt, you know, if they can get there. They have a good offense, you know, but the defense is where they're lacking. And I think if uh, if Kansas City picks it up, I think if they uh, – if they come back to form, which I do believe they're going to come back on Sunday, I think Kansas City is definitely going to take this game. You know, I think the Jets will be uh, – um, I don't think they're going to pose much of a threat if this happens. So I definitely have to go with Kansas City. I'm going to go with them, I'm going to go with them with, um, by winning by at least a touchdown. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kansas City is just really bizarre. I mean, kind of what's happened to them. Uh, Alex Smith, like I mentioned, one month ago was the MVP of the league. Uh, Kareem Hunt was pretty much the runaway rookie of the year. And, I mean, he's pretty much disappeared. I mean, I, I haven't heard from anything from him in the past three or four weeks. And it looks like Alvin Kamara for the Saints is really emerging as the offensive rookie of the year at this point. Yeah, exactly. I, so, I mean, I, I just am really befuddled at what happened to the Chiefs. I mean... This looked like the uh, the team that was kind of going to take down the Patriots or challenge the Patriots, and now even if they do get in the playoffs, they're going to have to once again travel to Foxborough to play Tom Brady to try, try to take him down. So, yeah, but uh, going back to this game, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. It's a really tough choice, but uh, I'm gonna agree with you, Akshay. I think uh, Kansas City laying three and a half. I think I think they can cover that three and a half point spread in this one. The Jets. Uh, Kind of showing flashes here and there, but uh, I think Kansas City at some point just too too talented offensively to not get all those weapon weapons going in in one uh, singular game. So I think they're going to be able to do that in the Meadowlands uh, this Sunday, and I think they covered three and a half. I'm going to go Kansas City twenty eight, uh, New York Jets twenty one in this one. So right. we'll agree on the first two, and we'll move into. The third game, it's the last early afternoon game that we're going to be looking at. We've got the Detroit Lions at 6-5 and five, traveling to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. And we got the home team, minus three in this one. What do you think? This is going to be, uh, I think, um, this is going to be a very, I think this is, a, this is sort of a tough game to call. You know, because uh, Baltimore playing at home has always been good on defense, you know, and they're... Their offense has been uh, has been pretty decent as of late. You know, I mean, uh, they've been playing pretty well. But uh, you know what? I think uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions here. 
you know, I know Baltimore is uh, is is favored by three, but I have to go with the Lions because they've been playing really well lately. You know, um, if their offense clicks, it's it's tough to beat them. You know, it's tough to stop them. Uh, is the correct word? So, I have to go with um, with the Detroit Lions in this one. You know, I, I think they um, I think they'll beat um, uh, Baltimore, um, but I, I I think they'll beat them by maybe. I'm assuming maybe about, uh, I would say a, a final score, this is just a ballpark estimate, but I will say a final score of maybe, uh, I would say um, 21 to 14. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree. I, I think it's going to be low scoring, and then uh, it's going to be like kind of a physical, dirty, rough rough type of game, you know, and uh, with the difference, in my opinion, is going to be kind of the better quarterback on both these quarterbacks are well equipped to play in kind of cold weather defensive battle type games because they both have good arms. But I think Matthew Stafford is the better quarterback at this point uh, in their careers. And I mean, Joe Flacco has really, I mean, fallen off the, fallen off the map, but since he got that big contract after winning the Super Bowl and stuff, he's not nearly as good of a quarterback as I think some people portray him to be. So I'm going to agree with you again, Akshay, on this one and uh, take Detroit right. plus three in this one. Uh, and I'm going to take them to win outright as well. I'm going to go 20 to 17 Detroit in this one. All right. So with that, uh, we'll move into late afternoon games. Uh, next game, we got uh, NFC South battle. Carolina Panthers at 8-3. and three. New Orleans Saints at 8-3. and three. This game is at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. They got the home team minus five in this one. What do you think? Hmm. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, bro. You know, I don't. I know. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm favoring New Orleans, but I don't think uh, they're going to win by more than five. So I mean, I'm going to flip it here. I'm going to go with Carolina, but uh, I think they, they cover the spread, but. Uh, but New Orleans still wins this game. Um, I can see um, New Orleans winning by maybe a field goal. I think Carolina is, um, I mean, New Orleans is a good team. Their offense is really good. You have Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. You know, I mean, um, once they get going, they're hard to stop. You know, but at the same time, their defense is horrible. You know, I mean, their defense is, I feel like you can put... uh, a college football team against them, and the college football team will find a way to score against their uh, against their defense. You know, so I think uh, with Carolina, you have uh, um, um, you have the quarterback. Um, you have that um, Christian McCaffrey is the guy I like. You know, and I think he's sort of underused in Carolina. You know, and I think they they rely too much on Jonathan Stewart, who I think has really is sort of declining in the league you know i know he's their starting running back but he doesn't really produce that much it seems like mccaffrey is more of a kind of one of those like the how reggie bush was in the nfl i I thought teams use reggie bush more as a receiver than as they 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 did as a running back i feel like they're doing that with christian mccaffrey well well i they're using him as a receiver but they're not even i mean he's um I think the, the the problem with um, I forget who the quarterback name. I just it just yeah, goes in my mind. Who who who's the quarterback of the uh, the Panthers? What's, his, what's that guy's name? 
Scam Newton. Scam Newton, as some people would like to call him. Scam Newton. Scam Newton, exactly, bro. I think he's sort of, <laughs> if he plays well. It's, it's, really, it's really Cam Newton. I was just making a joke. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it is Cam Newton. But I was just joking. Scam Newton. <laughs> you know, the problem with him, bro, is that I think he relies too much on these guys like Devin Punches and all these guys. And it's like, those guys can get you yards, you know. But the thing is, he needs to start playing well. I mean, there's a reason why Christian McCaffrey was one of the best running backs or what do you call scat backs is the correct term in college last year. You know, because the guy, literally, you give him the ball, the guy can make plays. You know, I mean, I, I think they, what Carolina needs to do is stop giving him the ball and having him run through the middle to get yards. But it's not going to happen. What you need to do is set up screen plays for him, do like a um, an option sort of thing for him, you know, like with Cam going out in option. Those are the kind of plays where I think they can utilize him best, and I, I think he has that. He has that what he called the home run ability with the ball in his hand, you know. And it's um, I think that he's sort of underutilized. But if they can use him, you know, if they use him more in their offense, you know, I think they can be a very dynamic team offensively, you know. But in this game, I just think that uh, it's going to be. High-scoring game, but unfortunately, New Orleans can't play any defense. So that's why I, I have to go with the Panthers in this game. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, it's a really uh, good matchup on paper. It's going to be an exciting game to watch. I mean, I mean, is this essentially, may, possibly uh, a winner-takes-all NFC South? Or what do you think? Uh, it, possibly, it possibly can be, you know, a winner-take-all in this could, game. Could we see uh, three NFC South teams in the playoffs? What do you think? Uh, hmm. That's a good question. Atlanta, Carolina, Atlanta, Carolina New Orleans? Atlanta. Yeah, I can see uh, Atlanta in the playoffs. Um, if they win tomorrow, which uh, I'm, I'm um, assuming they will, I can see them being in the playoffs, Atlanta. But besides Carolina, I really don't see them. Uh, maybe coming in as a wild card, I would think. Uh, New Orleans, I don't think so. You know, but I, I, yeah, I definitely have to go with Atlanta, and maybe Carolina. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I mean, going back to the game, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you again. Actually, I think New Orleans is definitely gonna win the game just because they're at home, uh, and I, le- I really like the combination that they're building in their backfield. Mark Ingram, kind of the power back, and then. Alvin Kamara kind of uh, get him on the outside, throw screen pa- passes, uh, get him out uh, in the option and stuff. So I really like that combo. It's really uh, helped out Drew Brees, I mean, uh, because he's throwing a lot less this season. And they're kind of not a different team than they are in the past couple seasons where they just rely heavily on Drew Brees' arm. He was throwing like 50 times a game. He's not doing that anymore. And then their defense, still not probably as good as you want it, but it's much improved from prior seasons where they would literally uh, give up uh, 40 spots, 50 spots sometimes. So, exactly. I mean, I think they're definitely going to win this game, but I think Carolina is definitely a handful. I mean, they got a lot of talent as well, and they're very good defensively. So I think it's going to be uh, a tough game for New Orleans to kind of blow them out, but I definitely think they're going to win the game. I'm going to go... Uh, 31-28 New Orleans in this one, and but I'm right. taking uh, Carolina plus plus the five. 
And exactly. we'll agree on, on that one as well. And we'll move into the Sunday night game in primetime from the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, Washington. The home team, Seahawks, hosting the best team in the league this season so far, the Philadelphia Eagles. We got the road team, minus five and a half. What do you think? I definitely have to go with the road team here, bro. I mean, with Philly. Philly's been on, on a tear lately. Carson Wentz, you know, you have the um, outstanding um, uh, um, quarterback this year. You know, his, his level is just amazing what he's been doing. Yes, he has a lot of weapons around him, but still, he's, he's making plays. And I, I think in the end, that's what counts. You know, then you have uh, their running backs. You have uh, the guy they picked up, uh, J.J. Ajayi. You have, um, um, uh, who's the other guy they have? LeGarrette Blunt. Um, yeah, LeGarrette Blunt. And they have another guy who they, uh, a rookie who they use as well. Um, Corey Clement? No, that's like, I think. Yeah, it's, it's Corey Clement. See, he, he, it's Clement. I don't know what his first name is, but that's a three-headed attack there. And look at the wide receivers. Also on Jeffrey, you know. Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Smith. Exactly. And their tight end they have. You know, they, they have a good tight end. So it's like they play really well. And their defense has been playing well lately as well. You know, I mean, um, so I, this game, I definitely have to go with them. I know Seattle has been, their defense is not as, as not as great as it was as it was in the past years. Richard Sherman's out. You know, um, the Legion of Boom, um, uh, uh, Boom is not what it was once before. You know, <laughs> so and definitely, I think it's going to be a um, business is not booming think, anymore for them. Well, yeah, well, exactly in a sense. <laughs> Their business is not booming. You know, uh, the Legion of um, Doom or or Boom. I don't know which one it was. But their business is not booming anymore. I think they need an overhaul change some way or another. They need to get new players in there. You know, I think uh, they rely too much on Russell Wilson uh, for his um, his playmaking uh, to score points. I think their offense needs another overhaul as well. You know, um, but I, I do think it's, it's, they can score. Seattle's going to make it close. I mean, they're going to keep themselves in the game, but uh, I definitely have to go with uh, with the Eagles here. I think the Eagles will cover the spread. Uh, I think they win by, like, six points. You know, um, so I, I definitely have to go with the Eagles here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's no really uh, no other way to go. I mean, they're rolling. I mean, 10-1, and one, uh, the definite MVP of the league in Carson Wentz. So I... I got to agree with you, even though they're on the road in Seattle and one a hostile environment, one of the toughest places to play in the entire NFL. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson, I mean, if he, if not for some of his spectacular plays on offensively, uh, Seattle's offense would be really mediocre this season. Yeah, exactly. And uh, their defense is just like guys going down left and right. So I'm like you mentioned, Richard Sherman out, out of the, out for the season with a torn Achilles and then, other guys have kind of been injured in and out. They've never really had their full semblance of defense, full array of defense for a consistent stretch of the season. So they've kind of just been lacking, and they've not really been as good as they were in the past seasons. And running game, they pretty much they pretty much don't have any running game as they as they did in the the days of Marshawn Lynch and stuff. So 
were you, what were you going to say? Sorry? Nothing. No, no, I, I was going to bring up an interesting uh, um, thing out of this, you know, with the with the Eagles, you know, interesting thing is there have been some rumors about Pete Carroll, you know, that he might be, um, he might be looking at, at coming back into the college game, and um, you never know what they, with the USC, you know, I know Coach Helton is there, but uh, I know Lynn Swan's looking for that big-name coach. You know, that big-name coach, and I don't think, I think if Pete Carroll decides, hey, you know what, I had enough of the, um, I don't want to rebuild in Seattle. You know, I don't want to sit there and rebuild for another couple of years. You know, um, uh, I want to come back to college football. I like the atmosphere. And he, if he makes a call to, to Lynn Swan, I don't think Lynn Swan's going to deny him. Okay, so a couple questions in regards to this. Okay. I mean, I had no idea Pete Carroll was uh, even, or there was wow, even a rumor. Where did you hear the Where did you hear the rumor first off? I heard the rumor. Um, okay, one of the places I heard the rumor. I don't know how true it is or not. Um, every now and then, I go on this forum. It's called We RSC. Um, it's a forum. It, it's an SC website um, that was developed by the SC, uh, a USC football analyst for them, uh, or the USC analyst. So there's a lot of like uh, topics on there. I read uh, like um, about a, a couple weeks ago. I, I read a, a forum about uh, Pete Carroll. I mean, about Pete Carroll possible interest in coming back to SC. I don't know how how credible this is, you know, but this is coming from SC students or SC fan base. So, so it has to have some credibility behind it. You know, because most of these people who will come on here post are like, some are ex-players and uh, ex-football players, some are uh, students there, some are alumni. You know, so there has to be some sort of a credibility to this, but I don't know how much credibility. You know, because with the way I see it in, with the, in Seattle is, uh, I think Seattle's going to have to go into uh, rebuild mode. You know, because I think they're, um, I think Richard Sherman being out, you don't know how he's going to come back next year. Their defense is not what it was. If they don't have a running game, you know, they got. I think they need to get a successor for Russell Wilson some way or another because I think um, Russell Wilson is, I don't really see him being a, uh, in my mind, I know he's a good quarterback, but I don't really see him being a great quarterback. I think he, 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 I think they rely too much on his his running, his skills to, to get plays. I think Seattle needs to become more of a, how would you say, a an eagle sort of team. You know, you need to get good wide receivers, you need to get a good running back, and you need to get um, a potentially very good quarterback, you know, or someone you can groom behind uh, Wilson for the next couple of years. So I think it, um, if, they, if they don't win... I can slowly see them getting into back to a rebuild mode. And we, we, we never know with Pete Carroll, you know. I mean, uh, a lot of people say that's what he says when he left SC. He only left SC because he wanted to get, he had the opportunity a, a lifetime with the Seahawks, which was true. You know, but at the same time, SC was, was about to go through sanctions. And I don't think he wanted to stay through the sanctions. Here with, uh, with Seattle, you never know, but if they're going through a rebuild, I don't think he. Who knows if he wants to stay for another two, three years to rebuild the team. Okay, and that we, leads me to my second question: Are you under 
the uh, are you of the opinion that Seattle is no longer the class of the NFC West and they uh, moving forward in the next couple seasons is going to be in a uh, rebuilding process? Yes, I don't think I'm. I think I still believe they're a good team. But don't get me wrong. I still they're a good team in the NFC West, but coming to beat the likes of uh, um, Philadelphia. You know, uh, I don't think they have. Uh, I don't think long. T- I don't think they match up well against them. You know, I mean, especially now with uh, Richard Sherman being out. You know, um, I don't. I. Uh, I think Philly will have. Um, I think Philly can um, can dominate them if they play well. You know, so I, I think uh, Philly's going to have to go. Uh, not Philly. I'm sorry. I, I think Seattle's good in the next. I say year or two, they have to go into a rebuild mode, you know, or they have to, or they have to seriously think about rebuilding at some point, you know, getting younger, getting faster, getting more uh, a dynamic playmaker, you know. I mean, their wide receivers. Uh, can you name one of their wide receivers like who's like superstar potential? Oh, Doug Baldwin's really the only one that ring, rings a bell. Yes, it says to. See, that's what I mean, bro. It's like Doug Baldwin. I don't see him. I don't see him being an All Star. Yeah, I mean, did he play in the Pro Bowl? Uh, I, I don't remember. You know. I think he might have last season. Okay, that I don't know. I, I don't remember this. I don't really follow them, but I don't really play in the Pro Bowl. But if you look at their running backs, who do they have? You know, I mean, they let go Marshawn Lynch. Uh, they have some injuries in the running back this year. You know, I mean. Um, they don't have a who's our tight end. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, I know Jimmy Graham. Is it Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Okay, Jimmy Graham's a tight end, but I mean, I haven't I haven't heard of him much this season. You know, I mean, he, he was a great. He's been a great tight end for how many years now? But this season, I really haven't heard much of him. You know, so I don't know. I, I think there's something there. Maybe there's something. Maybe this is my. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. You know that that could be a possibility, but I, I just think they are. Um, I think they need to start looking to um, slowly rebuild or retool the team. I think that's a better word to use. Okay. I think Pete Carroll, if he wants to do that, I think if he wants them to win sustainably for the next couple of years, they in, when it comes to the draft, they need to start. Um, how would you say, sort of easing the draft? You know, finding players, not necessarily uh, in the first round, um, but finding players that fit their system throughout all the picks they have in, in all the six rounds. Actually, seven rounds, you know. And if they do that, and if they, um, how to, if they quote-unquote ace the draft, I can see them um, being competitive quickly, you know. But I think right now, I think they're, I mean, what is their record right now? Seven and four. Uh, Seven and four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're fighting for the last wild card spot or one of the last two wild yeah, card like spots that. with uh, uh I mean with Atlanta. I, I think they're sort of in the middle of the pack in the NFC. I think they're not the worst, they're not the best, but they're sort of uh in the middle. And I, I think for them to uh to be serious contenders, I think they need to like do something. You know, they need to sort of rebuild in a way, sort of like and quickly. You know, so they can um, so they can be elite again. Maybe whether that's um, getting new 
young talent in the draft or, or making some trades. You know, but I, I don't know. It's just interesting to see. It's an interesting topic. You know, with uh, with SC, you know. But you never know. Because I know Liv Swan, I mean, there's all these rumors. It's like I said, I go on that forum and uh, I listen to these. I, I read the topics. I read the comments. And people always talk about Lynn Swan is not, I mean, um, Clay Helton is a good quarter. I mean, is a good coach. He's a good coach. He's still learning. You know, he makes some mistakes when he, when he has, uh, as far as, as coaching is concerned, you know. But I think Lynn, but, but Lynn Swan didn't hire him. You know, he's not Lynn Swan's guy. And now Lynn Swan's athletic director, or he's not athletic, he's, he's what he called, he's president or something? Lin Swan is the athletic director, right? He's athletic. Oh, yeah. You think he's an athletic director or something? Maybe athletic director. I think Lin Swan wants to bring in his old guy. You know, that's what. That's my opinion. Whether that's to be done and seen, who knows? You know, I mean, if you look at it now, look at. Uh, I mean, this is sort of off topic, but uh, look at all the all the coaching change in um, changes in college football. Um, Texas A&M just lured away, uh, what's his face, a jumbo official from FSU. You know, I, mean, I think they paid him somewhat like $42 million or something. It's a 10-year, $75 million deal. So. Oh, oh, 75 Oh, excuse me. That's wow. Fully guaranteed I mean, for so. 10 years. So. Fully guaranteed. Yeah, I know. Wow. Look at that. I think Tennessee was trying to make a... Um, uh, Tennessee was trying to... Uh, was trying to get some um, some um, some coaches. I think they were trying to get uh, Mike Gundy. I think they were trying to get some other guy. I think they're going after Leach of, um, I think, um, what is that, Oregon State, I think? Washington State, yeah. Um, I mean, Washington State, yeah, Washington State. So, I mean, we'll see what I just see. I mean, you know, I mean, Texas is, um, not Texas, um, Kevin Sumlin, uh, the previous coach of uh, Texas A&M, he's being linked to Tennessee job. Well, you never know. With I mean, with SC, um, their um, offensive coordinator, T. Martin, was the quarterback of Tennessee when they won the national, uh, the last national title in what ninety eight? Ninety nine, I think. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. It was ninety eight. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but ninety eight. His his backup was Peyton Manning. You know, at that time. So no, his backup was Peyton Manning was in the NFL at the time. So. Yeah, NFL exactly. Now we have to see. I mean, now he's out. Now they're saying there's rumors saying they may they might go after him. You know, so you never know. I mean, with all these possibilities opening, with him him being out, Lin Swan might say, "Hey, you know what? This is my opportunity to bring in the guy I want." So we'll see what happens, bro. I mean, it's, it's this is all hearsay, you know, at this point. Okay. But yeah. I, I think um, I, I you never know. Okay. Well, between, we never know what's going to happen. You know. Okay. Most definitely, if if it if it does happen, I'll I'll definitely. Say, I heard it first from Akshay. So. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah, another point I kind of want to bring up with Seattle uh, real quickly before I get into my pick. Uh, Russell Wilson, I mean, we know he's a good, serviceable quarterback. I, I really don't think he ever can really be a super elite, like one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, how do you see kind of his game, like uh, his game as a quarterback, and how how do you see him aging? Because he plays a very rough style of a quarterback running around a lot and we've seen that doesn't usually pan well pan out well for other quarterbacks who use their legs a lot so how do you see that playing out for him 
I don't see it playing out well, to be honest. Uh, because he's like, uh, he's what he calls. I mean, but you never know. I mean, um, you never know what can happen. You know, I mean, look at it this way. You know, a lot of say, a lot of people say that um, he's undersized. You know, he runs a lot. He doesn't have. Um, um, he's not as um, what he calls. He's not as uh, what the what, what's the word as other QBs. He's not as um, tall as other QBs. You know, you know this, but. If you look at them, but he, let's flip it here. I mean, if you look at Drew Brees, uh, Drew Brees is not the biggest quarterback in the in the league. Yeah, but with not Drew Brees point. and Russell Wilson, people uh, kind of question the pocket presence of Russell Wilson. Can he develop that? Correct. Because That's most of problem. his most of his stuff is improvisational stuff. Exactly. That's the problem, bro. That's the problem. He's not. He's not that. Uh, that a stereotypical um, NFL quarterback, you know, and I think uh, in the NFL it's a different ball game than it is in college. You know, I mean, this this running around and getting out of plays that can only get you so far in the NFL. NFL, you have to have uh, you have to key in uh, on your uh, on your options, and I think it's a what a three second release, pretty much one, two, three balls to come out. So I think with him, I think um, um, I think he he relies too much on his running. You know, it, it's like you mentioned all these um, all these plays that he makes with his feet. I mean, how much longer is that going to go? How much wear and tear is that going to be on his body when he gets hit? You know, so that's another thing. I, I don't think I'm. I have to go with you here. You know, I don't see him as being a uh, a superstar quarterback. He is a serviceable quarterback. No doubt, you know he'll he throws for he'll make the Pro Bowl for a few times, but I don't see him being like a quarterback that can. I I don't see him being him like um, how would you say uh, a quote unquote franchise quarterback. Okay, most definitely. Uh, so back to the game and my pick. Uh, I'm I'm gonna agree with you actually. I think Philly minus five and a half is the is the is the way to go. I think they're gonna win this game by ten plus. Uh, in my opinion, I'm gonna go uh, 34-24 Philly in this one. Uh, too many offensive weapons, and they're just rolling, and they're gonna keep rolling. In my opinion, so with that, we'll move on to the last game. It's Monday night in prime time from Cincinnati and AFC North battle. We got the Bengals hosting the Steelers, and we have the road team Steelers laying four and a half. What do you think? I think in this game, bro. Uh, I think this is going to be, because the game is being played in Cincinnati, I know they're hated rivals, you know, so I'm going to think, I'm going to, initially I, I was thinking uh, of going with Pittsburgh to cover the four and a half, but, um, you know, now I think about it, I'm, go, I'm going to go with the home team, with the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I still think Pittsburgh is going to win by um, a field goal. But I think uh, Cincinnati will cover that spread, being that they are the home team and they're going to play hard in this game. Um, I think they'll play, I think their uh, their defense will step up because it is the home game for them. It is the, against the rivals, and I, I don't think I think they want to come out with the season at least um, at least with with some with uh, a few quality wins. I think this can be that quality win. 
So you know what? I I have to go with the, with the Bengals here. Um, I think they're going to. Um, I think they're going to play well, uh, but I don't think um, I think Pittsburgh is going to win. But uh, I don't think they'll they'll cover the spread. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, I mean, last time a, couple, a few weeks ago, we agreed on all six picks, and I think with that week we went uh, two, two, and two, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we've agreed on the first five so far, but unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on on the last pick. So right. I'm going Pittsburgh minus four and a half, swallowing the four and a half points. Right. I think Pittsburgh rolls in this one. I I just think uh, they're just too overpowering for a, a mediocre team like Cincinnati, who in my opinion is not very good. I've seen I saw them play in person against Buffalo at home about a couple months ago, and uh, they did win that game, but uh, they just have not looked as good uh, with uh, yeah. the de- decreased play on offensive line and just uh i mean they had a few good years where they would make playoff runs and stuff they never won a playoff game but they would consist they would consistently they would consistently win the afc north and stuff but they never really won a playoff game i don't i think those days are kind of over for them and pittsburgh uh just too too overpowering uh too much of a mismatch and i'm gonna take pittsburgh in this one I'm going to go 31 to 21 in this one, Pittsburgh. And I think they cover the four and a half points. So uh, anything else you want to add to this game? Yeah, yeah. I I think you need to, uh, I think you need to hide that um, uh, a black and yellow towel of yours there, you know. (laughs) All right. I'll keep that in mind. Definitely. (laughs) I know you have it in your pocket there, bro. (laughs) Black and yellow. I'm waving it around right now. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so we. Yeah, man, I think Cincinnati. I think uh, uh, I have to agree with you. They're not a great team. You know, they're not a great team. Uh, they're. I think they need to make some some major overhaul changes. You know, they need to get up. Uh, they need to get rid of Andy Dalton. I think he's a horrible QB. I don't think he was that great at at TCU. You know, when he was there. I don't think, um, I think he's, he just, uh, he makes too many bonehead plays. You know, I, um, I think they need to, um, their offense is good. I mean, you have Joe Mixon, who can, who, who can play lights out. Uh, they have A.J. Green. You know, they have a good, um, offensive line is decent. And, but their defense is where it's a, it's a little lacking. Yeah, I think they're a little older on defense. They need to get quicker on the cornerbacks. You know, but, uh, uh I'm just thinking that, I'm seeing it from this point. I'm seeing it. This is a, a rivalry game, and their season hasn't really going anywhere. So I think in this game, I think they're gonna. Why not just play your uh, play your heart out and, and deal a blow to your to your um, uh, number one rival? You know, and if they can play, if they can deal that blow, they hey, you know what? That's a win for them. All right. Fair enough. And with that being said, uh, that'll wrap it up for Week 13, Scorching 6. And you heard it here first on this the Z-Ball podcast from Akshay, stirring the rumor of Pete Carroll's possible return to USC as the head coach. So we'll definitely give we'll we'll definitely give you the credit if if it pans out that way. But with that being said, Akshay, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me, bro. 
Everybody, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy the week 13 games, and we'll see you next week for week 14.